This morning's gospel reading is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. Let us open our ears, our minds, our imaginations, and our souls as we listen across time and space and seek to hear this story of the angels and shepherds again for the first time. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The good news of Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be truly acceptable in your sight. Oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My partner Zach and I have a system. Cooking is a mindless, though creative, meditative activity that helps me unwind at the end of the day. And he's a neat freak with much higher tidiness standards than mine. So by and large, I cook and he cleans. I also have ADHD and I'm a six on the Enneagram. So to ensure that cooking dinner remains a mindless meditative endeavor, I plan out our dinners each week 
so that after a day of working at a job that is 90% critical thinking, evaluating, and my arch nemesis decision making, I can just look at a piece of paper that tells me what I'm going to cook, and I know that I already have the ingredients for it, and I can just start putting things together. However, this is the ideal way that the week would go. Sometimes things come up. Sometimes there wasn't time to get to the grocery store that weekend. And thus the conversation goes, Amy, darling, let's order in tonight. I can't do his southern accent. Zach, sweetheart, what a great idea. What do you feel like eating? And then Zach replies the phrase that to anyone who has zero capacity left for decision making is like nails on a chalkboard. Whatever you want is fine with me. I've learned to let him know ahead of time, honey, I have no brain power left to evaluate options for things. Could you just pick a place that you know you like and put a menu in front of me? And he does, and we eat, and it is good. The shepherds were not by any means leaders in their communities. They lived out in the margins with the sheep. They had to be tough. They were probably more than a little smelly, it wasn't a very social job, but it was 24-7 responsibility. They were leaders of the flock. The sheep knew their shepherd's voice and with enough of a bond of trust would follow it without question. Shepherds had to constantly be on the lookout for danger from predators, thieves, or inclement weather. They had to know where to take the flock next to find adequate pasture. They had to deal with injuries and sickness, and they were always on call. They would keep watch over their flocks by night and by day and by night. And as the song you'll hear later in the service narrates, the angel says to the shepherds, leave your sheep, your lambs, your ewes, your rams, and follow this star. Set down for a moment your responsibilities and your burdens and take your turn at following. Find your way to the shepherd who will lead you to green pastures, who will accompany you through the valley of the shadow of death and prepare a banquet for you. You don't need to make any decisions. Just follow the star. You don't need to look out for danger. Just follow the star. You don't need to keep track of your flock. Just rise up, shepherd, and follow. At our all-parish meeting two weeks ago, we were able to reflect back on the work that this community has done over the past 20 months to multiply our gifts and be God's hands and feet in this world. We shared so much gratitude for those things that have fed and sustained us throughout the pandemic. And we were also reminded by very wise voices among us that achievement isn't everything. A full season of programming isn't a cure for grief. There are burdens we are weary of carrying, losses we have endured. Some of us are smack dab in the middle of the valley of burnout, souls crying out for rest in the midst of a world that says, Phew, let's hit the ground running. 
It's like we've been dragging a heavy wagon filled with all of our pandemic responsibilities, anxieties, extra workload, financial struggles, on top of our everyday pre-pandemic burdens. We've been running at a sprint through the past 20 months and the wagon is at the very end of a tight rope. And now amidst vaccines and boosters and our recovering economy, we're finally slowing down a little as we emerge from the immediate danger and we stop to take a breath and that wagon hurdles right into us, knocking us over. We can't process trauma that we are in the middle of. Our nervous system protects us that way, but once our bodies sense that the immediate danger has passed, the trauma often hits us like a ton of bricks. It can be even worse when we feel like we are the only ones who are struggling amidst the joy and celebration and calls for returning to normal, or even as news emerged between when I wrote this sermon and today, when news of new variants breaks into the mainstream news. There was a letter from the Unitarian Universalist Association that was sent to clergy and lay leaders across the region recently that reminded us that an easy escape from the pain we feel is to take on a bunch of projects and attempt to plan a large slate of programming. However, it said you'll soon find that you're halfway into the plan and cannot maintain it, which might cause you to see yourselves as having failed, thus creating more overwhelm. The truth is, the letter continues, nothing is required. The only thing we have to do right now is to take care of one another. And the only decisions we need to make deal with how we best do that. Our only, our only obligation is to love one another. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. What does it mean to trust God's message enough to follow a star? What does it look like to loosen our grip on our responsibilities and burdens and trust in that promise of liberation and restoration and release? We're reminded time and time again in this story that liberation does not come through might and brawn, not through a king or his military, but through a peasant child, an infant the most vulnerable of the vulnerable. Joseph's dream came to him while he was asleep, when he had put his deliberating mind to rest for the night, when he was at his most vulnerable, when he had given up control of his conscious thoughts and decision-making, God spoke to him and gave him direction. Where might God be leading us if we stop for a moment to catch our breaths? set down our responsibilities, our shoulds, our illusory control over our lives, and look up to the heavens for guidance. There's an adage in ministry that if we don't have the staff or especially the volunteer bandwidth or enthusiasm for a certain project or ministry effort, that it's likely that God isn't calling us to that particular ministry effort. Now, this is a frightening and even painful truth at times as it forces us to confront and move through moments of grief and loss in order to find space for new life and new opportunity and rest. 
It also forces us to listen to where God is calling us and to trust that God will lead us to the right place at the right time as God led the shepherds, the magi, the disciples. You know, in many ways, I think that United Parish is set up for this kind of listening and trust. It's why we have a discernment and engagement team rather than a nominating committee. We focus on helping one another discern where God is calling us to be rather than trying to micromanage God's side of that conversation. In last week's Advent midweek service, Thomas reminded us through the voice of Joseph of the potent spiritual fertility of the darkness. We need to dim the lights to see the star. And we often need to quiet our minds to hear God or the angels calling us. Leave your burdens. Lay them down. There's a light in the sky shining crystal clear. There's a megaphone singing to my fear. Rise and go. You're being released. Rise up, shepherd, and follow I'll leave you with this scene from a British show, Fleabag, in which the main character reflects to her friend, a Catholic priest, how she envies that so much of his life is decided for him, what to wear, what to do, what not to do. She says, I want someone to tell me what to wear every morning. I want someone to tell me what to eat, what to like, what to hate, what to rage about, what to listen to, what band to like, what to buy tickets for, what to joke about, what not to joke about. I want someone to tell me what to believe in, who to vote for, and who to love, and how to tell them. I just think I want someone to tell me how to live my life, Father, because so far I think I've been getting it wrong. But I know that's why people want people like you in their lives, because you just tell them how to do it. You just tell them what to do and what they'll get out at the end of it. And even though I don't believe your religion and I know that scientifically nothing that I do makes any difference in the end anyway, I'm still scared. Why am I still scared? So just tell me what to do. And the angel said to the shepherds, Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Amen.